Welcome to season two of the Be Good to Your Money podcast. I want to say a special thank you for listening and sharing the podcast. We posted 29 episodes over the first season. It is our goal to increase that number because finances are changing at an alarming rate. So if you haven't subscribed, please do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast channel, such as Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, Pandora, Samsung, and iHeartRadio. Previews of the podcast are available on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, which is now known as X. Again, thank you for taking this journey with me. And remember, if you be good to your money, your money will be good to you. The number one philosophy of the world's most wealthiest individual is, it's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep. Hi, and welcome back to the Be Good to Your Money podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lisa, and today I am going to give you my top three ways to help you keep more of your money. So let's get started. Number one, it's okay not to invest in the stock market. And I know people are saying, really, is she saying that? Yes, even though I have invested in the stock market for decades, before I started, I started to educate myself about the stock market. Uh, I didn't want to put money into a vessel that I did not understand because when I started investing, I didn't have $10 that I could afford to lose. So I started educating myself first before I started investing in the stock market. And that's what I'm saying to you. If you don't understand what you're doing, make sure that you get an understanding before you start investing. Now, for many people, they have a 401k or some sort of investment plan on their job. And they put their money into this 401k and say, okay, I'm going to let the professionals handle it. Then when they head into retirement, they find out that they only have about half of the money they thought they should have had because they did not educate themselves about what this 401k was doing, how to accurately invest at certain ages in certain stages. So this is why I say to you, educate yourself. If you don't, you do not need to invest in the stock market because as any investment, you can lose everything. Educate yourself on what you're doing and what your, even if it's a company plan, educate yourself on what the market should be doing, how you should be investing in that company plan. And another thing that I always suggest to people that if you and your learning curve can be by using the companies that your uh, 401k is uh, investing in and you can learn a lot from just using those companies to make small investments on a personal 
basis, but educate yourself about the stock market because there is a right and a wrong way to do it. And it's still an investment regardless of how right or how wrong, and you can lose everything. And the 401k is usually an investment for retirement, and I do not want to see anyone lose their retirement and show up at the door of retirement and say, oh, I can't retire now because I don't have the money I thought I had. Okay, number two, I'm seeing a lot of this today. Number two is your emergency fund should be cash and not a credit card. I'm seeing a lot of people today who did not have the adequate amount of money in their savings account. So now things are happening financially, not only in the U.S., but globally, and they're using credit cards to live off of. Um, there is research that says 60%, 60%, that's a large amount of Americans, 60% of Americans who don't have, a, they have $1,500 or less in their savings account. Now, $1,500 today is typically not one month's rent or not even a mortgage payment. So we are living like this, and I've heard so many people say, oh, I have a credit card, so if I have an emergency, I can use my credit card. Well, now a lot of people having total financial emergencies, and they're living off of credit cards. And because so many people are living off of credit cards right now, the credit card companies are uh, slowly increasing their rates because they understand that a lot of those people who are living off of credit cards right now won't be able to pay them back. So what is happening, they are increasing the credit cards amount. So those of you who will eventually be able to pay them back, you're going to pay a higher interest rate because you're going to pay for those pay people who are not able to pay the credit card back. So make your an emergency fund cash and not a credit card. My ideal suggestion is that you have 12 months of expenses. If you can't have that, I say have least between six and 12 months of expenses in cash in a separate savings account. Do not use a credit card as an emergency uh, account unless you can pay that amount off when the bill comes in. And the last tip is be a savvy, smart shopper. Most of us spend our shopping money monthly at the grocery store. And that bill um, can be hundreds of dollars. So here's my suggestion and also what I do. I look at the weekly sales paper that comes in the mail or I go online and look online for whatever store I'm shopping at to see their weekly ad. And this is how I make my grocery list based on what they have on sale. And it's also how I plan my meals for the weeks based on what they have on sale. And this will save you a lot of money because you're buying the items on sale. Another thing that I've recently discovered that has saved me 
thousands of dollars is shopping online, making my list and shopping online and either picking up the grocery or having them delivered. Now, how has this saved me money? Matter of fact, it has saved me thousands of dollars because I am that person that likes to go up and down each aisle looking for more deals, looking for more specials. And I can have a grocery list with, say, 10, 15 items on it. And by the time I leave the store, I have four. 40, 50 items in a bag. So making my uh, shopping online and buying the grocery items online and then having them delivered or picking them up has saved me thousands of dollars because I am not going in physically going into the store and buying additional things which I probably don't need. Uh, And so, but anyway, any additional uh, shopping tips. I have a ton of them in my book, Be Good to Your Money, which is available at Amazon.com. And I will post a link in the description. Uh, I have additional tips on how to buy for the holidays, how to buy for birthdays, weddings, uh, additional shopping tips for as, um, you know, teaching your kids how to shop. So anyway, get a copy of my book, Be Good to Your Money at Amazon. Like I said, I'll post a link in the description so that you can get additional um, shopping saving tips. Okay, great. Thanks. Now, don't forget to subscribe, share this publication because you're not the only person that needs this knowledge. There is someone somewhere else. When it comes to money, a lot of people are not open to conversations. But if you share it on your face, uh, social media pages, then that people have the opportunity to listen if they want to or they don't feel uh, that you're criti- criticizing them or being critical of them saying, hey, you need to listen to this podcast. So please share and subscribe to this podcast and I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me on the Be Good to Your Money podcast. Mm-hmm.